What is good? Welcome to the live stream. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and donate. The preferred way of donating is hitting the Streamlabs link in the chat. What's good? What's up? What's poppin'? Only one dub on Warzone today, because I only played one game of Warzone. I was in Vanguard all day. Das House rocking this shit. Dropping at least 80 kills. My boy Deathstalker, he dropped 100 in one game. Fucking them up. So, that was dope. Finally got the iPhone. Let's see. So, although, I want to say this. This is my first iPhone. Going from Samsung to iPhone, oh, it's a different experience. I still don't have everything, like, quite switched over, so. Yeah. Quite the experience. So, but I got a new service and shit, so now I got a new phone number. And stuff. So now, I don't have to listen to my mama because she don't have it. <laughs> Stream from the iPhone? No. Although, and like, a thing, because as you know, I, I make videos on my phone. I'm having a hard time finding a screen recorder thing that actually does what I'm looking for it to do. I, I gotta, I got this kind of late today, so I gotta, like, fucking tomorrow sit down and figure this shit out, but. Will he walk? On the main shit, yeah. But there is still shit he's technically guilty of. So, that's not the question. The question is, how much time will he get for the lesser shit? Like, the having the gun thing. Like, they could O.J. Simpson his ass. You know, he avoids all the murder and all that shit, but they get him on, like, a gun charge because he wasn't supposed to have it, and they gave him fucking 15 years. They could do that. I'm not giving you my number. Hell, I don't even know what my new number is. I think it's like technically an 800 number. It's the area code and the first number is 8. <laughs> no, Gavin's not getting divorced. But, uh... Komiya watched uh, some of the written house shit today on this show but yeah like i said um on the, he'll walk on the main shit the question is do they fuck him over on uh like the gun charge shit and stuff hmm. you know the crazy thing of people who say he's guilty and they're like oh he was underage and wasn't able to own that gun 
then shouldn't they also be arguing that he should be being charged as a minor? You notice they never make that argument. Like the Young Turks, who their whole thing is, he was only 17, he wasn't without the gun. Okay, then charge him as a minor. Oh, no. I never got that shit, by the way. How they, they can just throw away that rule whenever they see fit. <laughs> He's 15F. Fuck it, we'll charge him as an adult. Feeling fresh. All right, but let's check out what Kumia and Gavin had to talk about. Then we got a new Brian Callen and Sam Tripoli, which I have not checked out. Of course she walked it back. We watched the AIU video about it because she's fucking stupid. Look, they know he's going to walk on the main shit. Because this was so obvious self-defense. Unlike the the Derek Chauvin thing. Like, I don't think he should have been found guilty of first-degree murder. But at the same time, fuck him. He was being a power-tripping asshole. Your screen record. Oh, so I already have it on the iPhone? Because I was looking for the apps. And the apps aren't like the same apps as in a... The Play Store for Samsung. Already got this motherfucker. Dude, I'm so weirded out by this phone. I'm like, where's the... Because on the bottom of a Samsung, they have the little circle, a back button, and then a file button. They don't got that on this. There's just a bar down here. I had to set up an account. Uh, you said scroll down the bar. Accessibility options. So I gotta go to accessibility. Accessibility. Shortcut? I'm an accessibility shortcut. I don't see anything. It says voice control. Spoken content. I'm going to have to Google that shit tomorrow. The more I use iOS, the more I prefer it. Shut up, but I don't even know how to say your name. Be precision. Fuck you. Pull town firm top right. Let me go to anything. Right. It says screen mirroring. 
gonna know where to pull out on this motherfucker? The screen record button is in the control center? What the fuck is that? Nigga, control center is where you land on Rebirth Island if you want to start off ripping the shit immediately. Alright? So, I don't know. It's a big circle. Nigga, where? <laughs> I pull down top right. Alright, pull down. Alright, top right pulling down. I don't see any big circle. Do you see a big circle? <laughs> Pull down from home screen. Where are these notifications? Yeah, clear my notifications. It has to be added. Well, see, I don't even think I added it. All right, yeah, I'll figure all that shit out tomorrow. I'm not doing it right now. Motherfuckers. It's your iPhone advice. Please, I spit on your advice! Boomer. <laughs> I don't want this setup for not just any girl I, mean, I know, I but either. any woman. I'd like it to be, you know, have none of this. <laughs> <laughs> However, if you choose that fate, you don't deserve to be on the cover of Oprah you know, Magazine. A, a, a wise man once said, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Well, well, don't do it. Don't do it. And keep your eye on the sparrow. Remember that? Beretta? It's the theme song to fucking Beretta, oh, I'm sorry. sung by Sammy Davis Jr. Isn't that a show about a guy who killed someone and got away with it? I think that wasn't a show. That was what... Uh, Kumia really thinks he's a good singer. Really? <laughs> he got away with it. I can't believe he actually said he forgot his gun in the restaurant. No, they Had to go back about Travis for Scott. It. This is the story. He, Although, he's eating dinner uh, with his Blake, Robert Sam Blake, Tripoli eating do. dinner with his wife. We get into that. They they eat, they pay the check, they leave, and he goes, ah, "I forgot my gun inside," and, and goes inside. He gets his gun. He walks out. His wife was shot. <laughs> Lo and behold, by a murderer, by some but isn't murderer. There forensics isn't there. I don't know. I think the gun was thrown in a dumpster or something. I think he. I, it's all so fucking Beretta so and mad OJ. At guns in general. Yes, and yes. I threw mine into the fucking ocean. I threw it into the dumpster. And I was and like, I was... my gun is not that different from the gun that shot my wife. <laughs> I hate guns. <laughs> Hollywood people have to hate when a divorce or problems in the marriage come around because it's going to cost them dearly. Any court. Gives the woman, if it's the guy celebrity, just you got to give her so much money. And I think there are a few guys that just don't want to do it. They just snap. They go, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Fuck that. It's a matter of principle. I don't give a fuck. I'm killing this motherfucker. Every time I talk to guys with money who get divorced, they always talk about murdering their, her lawyer. Mm -mm. It's the lawyer they want to murder. Dominic Barbara. I wanted to murder him long before uh, <laughs> he was my wife's attorney. Just from his appearances on the Stern Show, but yeah, I I uh, I was so mad at the attorney.
he would do things too to fucking taunt me in the courtroom. He'd be like, here he is. Hey, Anthony. You see? And then he goes to like the court reporter. He'll be like, he does an impression of me. Anthony, go ahead, dude. Do the impression of me. Do the. I'm like, you fuck. I want to kill you. So that was his way of saying that impression got you in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I are. think so. Am I funny now, man? And he wanted me to tap dance. Right, right. How funny am I, I now? Amuse you? Hey, when you impersonate me, do you have me taking all your money away from you? <laughs> That's a good impersonation. <laughs> no shit. Hey, Anthony. Bricks. Anthony. You, know, you and your wife built a wonderful life together. You should both share in that. Oh, really? I didn't see her next to me uh, while I was doing fucking radio. Well, the good news is he's divorced, I assume. He's totally fucked. He got in trouble for, he got disbarred. He got in trouble for uh, all kinds of financial uh, wheelings and dealings. He actually got arrested at the, um, the, the what do they call that? Miracle Mile Mall in Manhasset, Long Island. Top-notch, very high-end mall. He stole a pocketbook out of like <laughs> Gucci or something. <laughs> what a Got arrested loser. For that. His wife, who was also an attorney, and she would show up at the case and everything, and I fucking hated her. When they got divorced, I don't she know how much of this over. is true, by the way, because Kumia thinks Artie still lives in Florida. He lost his house. His house went into foreclosure out in the Hamptons. And the last story we heard about it, we, uh, who was it? Me and it might have been Landau. We're goofing on that rats had infested it, and they showed it all boarded up. And uh, the last time I saw Dominic Barber, I was coming home from work. I was uh, at uh, Mineola train station. I had to go over the overpass thing over the tracks, and I was walking down the sidewalk, and his car was there. And I hear, "Hey, Anthony!" Ah. And I look, and he's like. How you doing? You okay? Wait, I would no hot feelings, right? No hot feelings. <laughs> See, like you're joking about that now. That cannot be used right, against right. you in the future. Can I bring up the time he was talking to the founder of the Proud Boys? They were and they were planning this very murder. Right. Planning the murder of Dominic Barbara, esteemed attorney. <laughs> oh, really? Is that what it was? Yeah, they they don't want any context or anything. That, and that's exactly. By your the way, he's not doing a show tomorrow because he's going down to South Carolina to look at houses where his ex-wife lives. Right. That is exactly why the judge didn't want that put in place. Like you're driving by, you're like, ah, you see, watching looters, and you go, ah, I wish I had a gun. I would just fuck. You know who else those thought? I wish I had a gun. I would love, love to shoot those looters. Seventy-eight percent of the American population. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Like, throw two, them all in jail. Two hundred and thirty million brains. One hundred percent of <laughs> Koreans in L.A. back in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish I had. To, oh, I do. <laughs> Start shooting some of those. But to go back to the, the divorce lawyers, I met a guy at a bar the other night. Sanitation guy. Fucking. He Is was cute. He was. Yeah, All right. he was older, uh, but he had just been like hit by a, the car of life, like the Mack truck of life, and he still had his little X vest on, and he was like, oh. holy fucking shit, man, they really fuck you, and oh. so here's the story he got, so his his wife's friends got divorced, 
and they're at the age it's menopause. They're not horny anymore. So they're li- I'm sure this goes through my wife's head. They're lying underneath you, and they're like, why am I getting drilled by this guy I don't like? Oh, I'm not horny. No. And I could have half his money to never do this again. So it's win-win. Like oh my God. several million dollars. You don't want him knowing not that. Not to fuck someone. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So uh, her friends are out and they're partying and they're fucking young Puerto Rican guys and they're having a gay old time. And they start going, you yeah, should COVID get divorced. It's super hospital. fun. So they set her up with a divorce lawyer oh, years ago. And he starts laying the groundwork. So he goes, all right, here's what we're going to do. You, we have to establish that he abandoned you. So she says yeah. to him, you know, our kids are going to a school. It's not a great school. If they could go to the next neighborhood, um, they'd be a much better school. So why don't we yeah. pretend, why don't we rent an apartment in the next town, and then they can go to that good school, and that'll be their school. Oh, my God. And then he goes, okay, I don't give a shit. I'm working sanitation. I'm up at, in the dark every day. So then she goes, you're not going to believe this. They're getting real anal about this scam where they want to, it has to look like you live there. Now, this is all putting ducks in a row. Yes. So they go to Ikea. They get like a shitty bed and the basics and some cutlery and some groceries. And they make it look like someone lives there. Okay. And then she goes, you're not going to believe this. Apparently, they do like spot checks. So set them up for abandonment. This is like two years in advance. You abandoned me by getting... So then he says, okay, I don't give a shit. I'll sleep there. Meanwhile, it's not like you're getting blown every night. So you're like, I can sleep... I can not get blown anywhere. Yeah. So he starts staying there. And and then when she files her divorce papers, she has a year of him living elsewhere. Setting up residence somewhere else. And and I don't know how it works with divorce, but apparently that's a huge deal. Yeah, yeah. It's like he abandoned the family. Oh. So half his money, half his pension, half his life. Yeah. And he's just sitting there like a fucking dead raccoon, just going, I don't know, I was trying to cross the road and. I fucking eighteen wheeler came by. Shit, oh, those are fast. Bastard. Or fucking bastard. I had to go with some fucking thing because New York only gave you a certain amount of rules where you can get a divorce. If you if you separate for a year, you're Didn't able. to- Giuliani change all that? No I fault. Think he did. Yeah. 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 No fault. But this was like. Uh, yeah, this was this was fucking David no, Dinkins was, back was, in your day. <laughs> it was it was Giuliani. This but was, was know, this was Boss Tweed. Yeah, Boss <laughs> Bill the Butcher was. <laughs> Bill the Butcher. I think he'd have been on my side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe. Whoopsie. Oh, he would have hated you. Daisies. Fucking greasy. Your Italian. divorce lawyer just had an accident. Did the Irish? God knows how Bill the Butcher would have felt when the Italians came off the boat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I had to pick like the I I guess uh, mental abuse or something. Like I couldn't. There isn't irreconcilable differences. (laughs) It's the name of a fucking movie. It's so nice. It just means we just. I don't know. Sorry. He likes uh, Seinfeld. I like Friends. Can't fix it. We just can't fix it. It sounds so nice. No, this one's like. Just on the verge of why I was fucking waterboarding her. And, you know, it's always the guy that's got to be the piece of shit. Yep. Meanwhile, I was hinting about it. She got the lawyer first, took all my money out of the bank. So that was your, you played your hand. Yeah. That was the fuck Fucked up. up. And then I figured I could get a somewhere else. lawyer. I go, 
what? It's a fucking divorce. I go, all I have to do is show that I was the guy that's been working the whole time. I'm a fucking radio guy. But the law states, when you meet her, you make a million dollars from day one, she gets 500 grand. Yeah, huh? That's the law. I mean, fucking horse shit that is. It's a stupid law, but it's the law. It's a stupid law, and it makes no sense. I hate it. Yeah, the law should be for the woman who raises all the kids, and then you abandon her to fuck a 20-year-old. I had no kids. I had no fucking real estate. We didn't own anything. We hung out for fucking nine years. I literally, I paid my debt and hers over the course of nine years. Credit card bills and everything. How often were you fucking towards the end? Constantly. What? Oh, my God. Other girls. (laughs) But... uh, When was the last time you ate out your ex-wife? Oh, my God. That stopped, like... The the 80s, before you met her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, before I met... No, no, uh, it, I, I met her in 1990. Okay. Uh, 89, 90. She was fucking his brother. And that was like, I was totally game for fucking anything, licking ass, all that great shit. She was still, like, I think she was 23 at the time. You know, you were what thirty or so? I was probably twenty nine, thirty, somewhere around there, and uh, yeah, it was fucking awesome. I didn't care. I, 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 you know, I was cheating on my girlfriend with her. Oh wow, like she was a mistress. Yeah, yeah, that's in a Woody Allen movie. I met you through infidelity. Of course, I'm going to lose you through infidelity. But it's that's kind of how it worked. I had always overlapped. I never. Broke up with a girl and then was like, all right, I'll hang out. I'll find another. If a girl broke up with me, that's a different story. Then I would have to find someone else. But I would always find someone else and then be like, and I'm, I was blatantly obvious. Like the girl knew in a second, oh, fuck, this guy has no interest in me anymore. Like that's. You always had a spare and a pair. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I always. Could she have possibly have retained a marriage? What if she no. wasn't a drunk? Worked out every day. That would have been a big thing. But she was a drunk. That really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I, I hang out with Gino. <laughs> I would marry him, but I, I'm not going to, you know, ditch him or anything. He was AWOL today, by the way. At, was he? At the pub, yeah. Oh, at the pub. Yeah, he was. He didn't show up when I was there either. I felt a little that fucking hurts. rejected. One time, I I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. Divorcing him for abandonment. <laughs> I get, the, I get there. The barmaid, won't say her name, she's not there. It's some old lady, and Gino's not there, and I don't recognize anyone in the bar. And it was sort of like, I would imagine, get, coming out of prison and oh, going to your old haunts. You and can't go like, home again. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, you can't go home You're again. like, what? Where are my pals? Where's the... But then the fucking junkies on the stairs. Yeah. They brought me back and said, no, Aww. you're home. Right. And that was them talking about divorce, because i seen this, and they get into a whole junkie thing about how much... New York sucks, in which it does. Missy, he went back to. Remember, he was with Missy. Then had the thing with Danny Go Lightly and went back with Missy. If you remember that whole sordid saga. New Brian Cow, Sam Tripoli. $25 streamlabs donation to go all night. People. You definitely didn't win last episode. However, we will get back into that because I do have... Some caveats. Oh, who else you talked to? Did you talk to well, Darth no, Vader? I, I listened to I listened to this this uh, sort of conspiracy video that was interesting about BlackRock. We can talk about it, which is it, which is actually interesting. You might uh, we'll ask some questions. Okay, I'm gonna ask you some. questions. By the way, who are we? Are you talking about you? 
Did you just go? Did you talk about yourself in the plural? I included you, didn't I? We're going to ask you some questions. We're going to ask you some questions, but... Well, me and my me and my winners, yeah, me and okay. the winners who are all coming over to my side. By um, the way, do, does a Florida kid have like what? Do you have fan like what are the fans called? Uh, Fighter and Kid Army, TFK okay. Army. Okay, um, but what were the other choices that you guys I, shot I mean, down? That's Brendan's. I, I don't like referring to our fans as an army, and I don't like any of that stuff. Uh, the, the Bubba Army, the Everyone Army, the ONA Army. I find it embarrassing, but that's okay. Was posse thrown around? Posse's good. Posse's good. Posse's good. I like posse. Uh, I, I had a friend who was who she was a she was with a bunch of girls and they were all big softball players and they called themselves the Pussy Posse. Respect. So that was, that was good. Yeah, <clears throat> but wait. By the way, big girls have tighter vaginas. But go on. So th this this rating, yeah, to be investable, right, and to have other companies invest with you, you have to have this social score this right this sort of um you've got to be a good environmental and social citizen right right and so these corporations like nike and these banks do these things they just they they do these ads they throw up some flags they do commercials right. because it's it's like they check a box right it's the way they can check a box they go 100 we're a good citizen we are Look good at us, system. we're part of the woke agenda. Right. Okay. Is Brian Callen wearing a shit green thick boy pullover hoodie? It's a little bit like what's happening now yeah. with vaccine passports. So what happens with this stuff? So you need a vaccine passport. Oh, okay, everywhere in LA. You know what happens with businesses? They can't do it. It's just not feasible to have you show your phone. They well, just, I, a so lot they of go, things are going on with right. that. It's like one is like, now I have to pay somebody else hourly to stand at that door to make sure you have your passport they don't do it and what happens is pretty soon people just go fuck it well, and and you can't apply you can't apply some of these dumb laws to everyone everywhere all the time when you have all these businesses it just doesn't work all of us just go yeah 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 and we all go yeah yeah, yeah. you're not going to do it man no i agree with and you so, so that's kind of what happens the government makes this this thing like someone like gavin newsom who doesn't live in the real fucking world who by the by there's the way, a term for that do you know way, what it is has been has has not been seen since his they booster. found him oh they did yeah does he, he was have, at a wedding does he have bell's palsy no he's okay. at a wedding he's at a but, wedding the yeah. whole time I don't know the whole time, but days. they show a picture of fucking uh, Nancy Pelosi officiating this wedding. What, what Lucifer wasn't available? <laughs> so, Brian, Brian, so there, there's a term for that, and it's called, it's called uh, Irish democracy. Mm. And what it is is that the government makes a rule, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. All right. That's right. Oh, we're going to follow your stupid rule, and nobody does it. Yeah. Because... I mean, we talked about it like we talked about last night. If a business loses 15% of their, their, their customers, they got shut down. Yeah. And these people were desperate. Like, they That's were right. like, they're like desperate for business. Now you're going to tell people that they can't come in. The only people I see doing it, honestly, are Starbucks. Yeah. And Starbucks are empty, dude. Because they have the money to do it. But yeah, you're right. They're like, empty. I've been by a bunch of them where there's lines. Nobody's there. I'm not going to Starbucks. I'm, I'm going not to the either. Other I haven't place. gone since. But, but, um, that's that's a really good point and that's kind of what happens is like you you just can't fucking apply this shit at the yeah, how many Brian, laws can you pass what happened i said happened because I, I my thing with the vaccine mandate passport thing was is really going to be somebody at mcdonald's checking everyone walking into mcdonald's and cvs 
They're saying, no, there is not. And the only one doing it is Starbucks. Yes, after a while, you're like, dude, I, you know. I uh, wondered, how is that actually going to be applied? We're we're moving at the speed of life. Yeah. I don't make money. The lowly person at Burger King, how dare they question me without, how dare they question me? The only question you ask is, what do I want? I don't have time, dude. I just got to get my coffee. I, I don't give a fuck about what you're, you know. And and so that this is where, that, by the way, have you seen, if you really want to see where social change and pushback starts happening, it's at, it's the stu, it's the parents who are confronting school boards. When the school boards come out with these agendas, when they have these books where they're teaching queer theory and all these things and they're all graphic and stuff like that. Drawings of like people blowing each dude, other parents, in kids' books. Parents like me, parents like me, and I've, I've already been involved in this because they're trying to teach my son from an anti-racist handbook. Parents like myself, we go, wait guys, I have a 10-year-old. My 10-year-old just needs to learn reading, writing, and arithmetic and how to be a good citizen. And there's a lot of stuff that my child needs to understand before you start hitting them with critical race theory. Meaning, when, you, when I say critical race theory, I want people to understand something. I've read it very carefully. It is not about, it's, there's nothing wrong with teaching about how racism or can can manifest itself in different subtle forms. How how there's intersectionality, where if you're a woman, a black woman has a harder time than a white. I, th there's a there's scholarly debate around all of those subjects. That is not what critical race theory what might what I object to. What I object to with critical race theory is that they equate our entire way of living, our institutions, our democracy our economic, our free markets with racism. So the idea behind critical race theory, make no mistakes, is essentially we have to tear it all down, scrub the slate clean, and what do we replace it with? Essentially Marxism. Essentially, if it's not total communism, it is, and a lot of them it's are Marxists, it. it's essentially a heavy socialism, okay? I, and that means you erase category and everything else. I fundamentally and and militantly disagree with that. I think it is, we have a hundred million graves in the 20th century to point to for why that Militant. particular philosophy does not work. And if you don't know that, peep, educate yourself. And every time I hear somebody who pushes critical race theory and acts like all we're doing is telling people that there's this is a discussion, are being, they're liars, they're liars. They are not- What about the fact that fucking- The left is doing this thing. It's not really being taught, only in law schools. Yeah, it is being taught. By the way, see, I wish I was in these debates with these leftists. I mean, it's not being, you want it to be taught, though. You're saying it's not being taught, but it is. But you want it to be. That's the thing about being a leftist. You can't be honest about your position. It's a bizarre position to hold, being a leftist. You can't truly say your position because it's so fucking shocking. So you got to lie. Like when a leftist says, we just want common sense gun laws. No, you want to take away guns. So you got to lie and say, no, we just want universal. No, they're not teaching CRT. I wish they would, but they're not teaching... You have to do this technical thing as a leftist. 
claiming the shit you're doing isn't really what you're doing, but you want to do it. It's so weird being a leftist. This, our military named a boat after a gay mayor that was third in his thirties dating 16 year old runaways what, harvey milk yeah <laughs> like dude china's like telling all their fucking super femi boys like hey man man up time to go bro yeah, time to go Look, and that's another thing about the fight yeah, over there's not a uss harvey milk I refuse to believe that. The weekend, I felt bad for the Chinese fighter chick. Yeah, me too. Because you can tell she wants to be loved. Yeah. And unfortunately, and I think this is like, I think China, the people of China, of course, you have a couple people that are like, the stupid American, you yeah. know, dumb round guy, right? Yeah. You know, they, they got that. But for the most part, like, they don't, they're just like, oh, cool, man. But we're being, and I think we're being driven by the military industrial complex to start thinking that as the Chinese people, as as the enemy, when really it's all governments. Everything's government. But do you see, like, so So this is a classic example. Imagine you going to the war, Brian, with the Harvey Milk fucking tanker. We're like, oh, dude, shit's getting bad. Send in milk. Send in the Harvey Milk with the rainbow stickers on it. But but see, when you, when you try to force feed your woke agenda, right? So let's just take women's rights. I mean, I don't think there is a more feminist, forward thinking, and this is so ironic. I don't think, like, you wanna talk about women's rights or, or changing hearts and minds? If you wanna change the world, you have to change minds. And, and that means you have to convince and then convert, okay? What has done more to change the image of what women are capable of only than fans. MMA than MMA. Oh, this Chinese woman, yeah, in a very patriarchal male dominant society, 100%. has shown us that a woman can be as fierce, as tough, and as skilled as a man in combat. Yeah, for in sure. In fighting, Rose Namajunas. For sure. Do you know how fucking skilled she is? How amazing she is? Yeah. How brave she is? All of the above. Every bit of skilled yeah, in many I ways agree, as dude. so many men. That to me is shocking. I didn't know that. I was ignorant. I was a chauvinist. I'm not kidding. And then Ronda Rousey comes along. Uh, Joanna Yenjenjek, Amanda Nunez. Amanda Nunez has a girlfriend. What, to, the, the, the UFC has shown that it is so progressive. It's crazy. It's so progressive. It is um, your gay rights. You're gay, you have your girlfriend cornering you, you have your wife cornering you and you're a woman, and you are a champion. You wanna, I, I'm, I'm sure that, uh, I believe that um, uh, Valentina Shevchenko, she keeps her sexuality you know, secret, but I, I think she might also be gay. Either way- Really? I yeah, think she loves it. I know, but either way, what I'm saying is what's fucking amazing is that there was no government that came in and said, you have to do this. Nobody. Market. The UFC just said, here's the marketplace, motherfucker. And women stepped in there and did it on their own. They didn't need any help. They. Uh, like a chance. At pussy. I want that shot. I think I could convert her. I think I could convert Amanda Nunes. She punches hard for a girl. Got brothers, obviously. I like a chance at that pussy to convert it. All pussies will be converted, by the way. All pussies. Your dyke bull will be converted. 
There's no hot dog wall. Only two hot dog chicks. When this is an age, you become a fucking transgender. So what that means. Um, I want the shot. I mean, in it. They stepped into the most male-dominated society. Straighten you out. I'll make your family like you. I mean, the area in the world, and they—they're fucking crushing it. They have market share. They did it on their own. I agree. And so then nobody bent over. Nobody created quotas. Nobody created fucking like. Uh, uh, nobody had equity rules here. This is what's lost on these academics. These fucking morons. You have to make people compete. You 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 have to create a marketplace where people can create. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that, you know, my biggest problem right now, and it's a combination of like, and we can get into this. Well, I know your biggest problem. This globalist agenda and opportunist. So what you have is a bunch of people who honestly just like, let's take comedy that will just want to be famous and they see stand up as a way, but they can't compete with people. Like I always say this, man, outlaws create a market. Yes. And then the bean counters come in and take it over when it starts showing. Fuck yes. Yes. Stand Mark. up MMA. Yes. yes. Outlaws create the market. That's what fucking Silicon Valley was. Yeah. No longer stand up social media. Laws. Yeah. It was, it was these on the spectrum, badass motherfuckers. Stand up is when you put in that um, irrelevant zone. And uh, used to be a stand up and I got a show or something. No, not anymore. I'm bigger than you. Fuckers who tried <laughs> to change the, the world. They were. They tried to change the world. Can that be Bill the name Gates of the episode? On, on the spectrum, badass motherfucker. They're all on the spectrum. Bill Gates, Elon Musk, they're all on the spectrum. They're yeah. not They're not normal dudes. They can work 30 hours a fucking, you know, a day. Week, a day. Literally. Literally. Every stand up has a podcast. Always all the successful ones. They're like crazy that way. They work in two days. No, no pussy. Day. No pussy and just a boys' club. It was all men. All men. It was just literally, and now they're like, we gotta get women as software engineers. A lot, most women don't want to be software engineers. Yeah, it's just so interesting because it's like, it's it's like baseball right now. They're talking about how baseball is a problem because there's not a lot of black players, be and it's because it's not like there is an opportunity. It's just in the black community, baseball isn't as popular as boxing basketball football it's just not and it's not like if you're a great athlete and you're black and major league baseball is like ah, oh, we don't need it they would love you they would love they just want the best because yeah. they want to win so this is where we're getting to it's like what is actually the goal line we talk about it all the time what is the goal line you you can't tell me what the goal line is so so i was told through a bunch of people uh some uh hidden back channels that BLM approached the Golden Globes, right? And they're like, fire your board. You're going to replace them with us. And this is what you're going to pay us. And th this is old Hollywood money. And they're like, fuck <laughs> you. We're not doing any of that, right? Yeah. And like, what is this? Like, what is the goal? It's, it's, it, but any, it, any group wants power. Yeah, but dude, but the, the, that's right? fine. Yeah. I don't mind it. But it's like, where are we getting to? Which is bizarro town, right? Common Sense says... Everybody should have equal opportunity to compete, you know? Yeah. So my buddy was working on this show, <laughs> and he was telling me about all these 
all these extras that were there and they were all getting paid shit money to be on the show. And I, you know, and I, I'm going to say, I'm going to be honest with you. I like, I wonder like if they realize how stacked the odds are against them. Oh my God. Yeah. In Hollywood. Like yeah. as we get old, as the internet comes, we start seeing, Oh, this person's this guy's kid. They're ready. They all, this person went to this Ivy league school or, or this college or, or this private school. It's like, it's incredible, and it, and that is to me why Hollywood is failing right now because they've locked down opportunity. Yeah, and now independent media and independent contact content creators are exploding because they're like, "Oh, you're not gonna let me play over here? I'm just gonna come blow it up." Those over are there. the new outlaws. Yeah, you know when we talk about BlackRock and 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 investment banking, like so Michael Lewis, I think it was wrote a book about how Jews were kept out of the banking industry. They were not allowed to be. It used to be. The banking industry was blue blood, uh, Anglo-Saxon wasp men, and they ran the entire banking establishment. Right? They were all they were all part of these this good old boy network, and they did not allow. If you were Jewish, you were not allowed in the fifties and the sixties. You just didn't get into those banks. You didn't. You didn't live on in Nantucket and Cape Cod in the summer. You just weren't. You weren't that. So, so what happened was, though, in the 50s and the 60s, there was almost a class action suit because they tried to keep Jews out of Harvard. There were so many, like Ruth Bader that's Ginsburg. That's what's going on with Asians right now. Yeah, that's right. So the Jews were so fucking, they, they, academia, oh. academia was everything. And so they, they, they were crushing, and they, they were just overly represented, quote-unquote, in the Ivy League schools because their family was like, you're getting into fucking Harvard, you're getting into Princeton. The power, the power elite go there. That's where all the contacts are. We're going That's there. That's where you just, get the stamp. <clears throat> just of like approval. exactly like the Chinese do right now and Koreans and Asian people. So <clears throat> and a lot of them were immigrants. They were they had come from from after World War II. They came from Hungary and Poland and Germany and well what was left of them. So <clears throat> what what's interesting about that is that because they weren't allowed to compete, they started creating and founding their own banks, Goldman Sachs. Lehman Brothers. These were all, all these companies were founded by really smart, crazy, hardworking, basically outlaw Jews, meaning they weren't That's allowed. That's a great in, name for a band. They weren't the allowed in the fucking. Outlaw in, Jews. They weren't allowed in the status quo. They had to create their own. And guess what? They were. They bought the new Outlaw Jews album. They had to fuck Israel as their top single. Really fucking good at it. <clears throat> they were really creative. They would be extremely leftist too. They were really smart. And that's where you had this revolution and says and that and they weren't beholden to the rules that the yeah, that no, the no. old st elite bankers were which was you didn't do certain things like you didn't corporate raid. Like just cuz a company was fucking on its knees, you didn't really go in there and take advantage of it. It was considered um you know unseemly yeah. And 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 Ruth, yeah, the fucking the 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 post World War II Jews who were you know Another either children band. of immigrants or immigrants themselves were like, hold on, you motherfuckers didn't even let us in, yeah. So why the fuck should I worry about that? I see an opportunity here. You're not running your company as well. I'm gonna buy your company, or I'm gonna just fucking raid it. I'm gonna you know there's a way to do that, and I'm I'm basically gonna restructure that company and take it over. That's the kind of thing that changed banking, man. Well, I, you know, to be honest with you, this is, you know where else that happened? Mm. Comedy and podcasting. How many podcasters basically became big because 
Hollywood ignored them. And what we're really seeing right now, too, is like this systematic entertainer is being exposed. Now that the mechanism of the industry isn't there to blow people up, like nobody's going to Comedy Central. Nobody's going to HBO to watch this. Nobody's, there. you know, newspapers. And there's no way to blow these people up. Comedy Central's dead. Yeah. So, so. Now you see these people who are like industry darlings trying to start podcasts. And what they're finding out is nobody listens. Nobody listens. Not that interesting. I mean, how many, when was the last time Rogan had an actor besides Robert Downey Jr., who's a very interesting guy? But when was the last time he had a real actor on his podcast? Three hours? I don't really want to hear about it. I don't give a fuck about what happened on the set. That was, those guys were great on Leno for three minutes. De Niro and all those guys were fascinating for three, five minutes because we didn't know who they were and we see them in real life and we're like, oh, I want to watch this. Not fucking, you, three hours you go, wait a minute, you're not interesting. You, you, you're just not, you don't have a lot to say. You're good at, you're good at a really peculiar skill which is making believe and believing that you're not making believe. You know, but, and that's great, but no. You know, well, because the truth of the matter is, like the currency right now is authenticity. It's it's coming, dude. Well, to the point where if you're an actor like Will Smith, <clears throat> you have to like open your veins. You have to be like, and by the way, I wanted to kill my dad, and also this, and also that. And, and like, my wife is fucking everybody yes, that moves. Yes, and also even though like, she's obviously a lesbian, <laughs> like this stories just keep getting. Like we all know, man. What are we doing? Look, truly, she is a dyke runner. Look at your kids. They look like they're from the future. Sorry, Tupac wasn't the shit that much. Tupac was a fucking... Like, I love his music, but... Tupac was a fraud. You love that? Of course you loved him. You fucking... He was a ballet dancer, of course. Right? (laughs) But you need to do that now. You, as an actor, have to put your entire life on display. Because you can't, you, the, the mystery doesn't work anymore. Well, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, it's, it's just... Of course, that cunt. Will Smith became the most popular person on the planet, bigger than Tuvok. And of course she complained. Yeah, weirdo kids with her. He has other kids, by the way, through other marriages. I wonder how they feel. Like the real Will Smith. Like the real Will Smith, his first kid. I wonder how he feels. What are you doing? You're educated. You have a great job. Like back in the day, you wanted nobody to know anything about you because then you could go seamlessly. I guarantee you, Will Smith. I think he had a couple of kids before Jada began. His real kids are probably like, we want to do your bullshit. Boy, cheating on you, that's weird. <laughs> Two Barker Will Smith? Mm, well, I don't know. I think technically Will Smith. More actual hits. Will Smith had that album that went diamond, so from character to character. And then you didn't want to jeopardize you know, you didn't want to piss off the powers that be because they want everything to be stability. Now I think it's like 
people want like real shit. Like there's so much chaos in the world right now. Like the Huxtables and all those TV families. Nobody relates to that anymore. I mean, everybody has like a crazy in the closet dad or uh, uh, your kids are on drugs. Mom was banging the the fucking milkman. Why is there still a milkman? Well, because your mom's banging them, right? (laughs) So it's like all these kind of things are real, real. Do you think that that's because with technology, it's harder and harder to lie? Are we being pushed closer to truth? Well, I think, well, I think what it is, is like, you know, you see these amazing moments that people catch on their film on their phone. And then you're, then you're asking me to go watch rich kids play make believe, you know, a big problem I have with some of the shows that are put out is you have, again, you have nerds writing about outlaws. Yeah. Any fucking time. Biggie versus Tupac. Love Tupac. Take Biggie. Whatever. That's right. Right? Who've never who've never even thought Don't like they, I mean, like, how many times have we seen, like, shows that sound like they should be the best thing ever, and you watch them, and there's no texture because some dude who's never done drugs is trying to write about doing drugs. Yes. And it's just like, you don't know that. And it's like, you you got rid of all the chaos, right? It's it's like the alternative comedy scene started because it was hijacked, actually. What it started was, is like, hey, man, we want to go work on our material in alternative venues so that we could hone it and then go to the big clubs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or we weren't getting time at the big clubs. We have to find a, a way to survive. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do it over here. Right, Baltimore. You got fucked. Out of an NFL team and Tupac Shakur, because he's born and raised there. How fucked are you? But what happened was unfunny comic. Tupac was not a California guy. I think he lived in California. What do you live to? 21 or 22? For the two or three years. Hijacked it and created this like kind of space where. The 30 people in the entire city of Los Angeles would come and make them feel like there used to be a bookstore uh, would make them feel like they were superstars. There was a bookstore on Sunset. I forget the name of the book. Book soup. No, it wasn't books. It was a comic book store. Oh, okay. And this. Will you someone donate 25 bucks? Can I go off on Central Lee's wife who's watching right now? Who's like, how is that? So I want to go off on this. Nigga. This, cl- this comic book store. Because he's acting like he's hype right now. And I love to put him in his fucking place. Was putting out TV show after TV show. And I'd never been there. So I go there towards the end of its reign. And it's literally, bro, two rows of fucking lawn chairs. I remember. I went there and I performed there. And you're like, this is the dojo? I remember this. I remember Meltdown. This. Meltdown Comics. Yeah. And like, dude, Comedy Central, adults could not stop giving shows in there. I dude, I, I remember I went there and I was like, huh? What? That was the that was the cool kids, you know. Right. You know, I love Pete Holmes and those guys. That's where I did his podcast. Good people, you know. It's just well, and it's, Bill Burr and I well, did a, hosted something there. And it's not that they're not good people. The yeah. problem was no, know, not, is I that know. the industry the was starting to look too much like the performers. Yes. You you know, dude, and it's you just said it. 
Right? You just fucking said it. And they were all just these Say nerds again. trying to make nerds look cool so the they industry, could bang tens. The industry was starting to look too much like the performers. Right? And you're just like, okay, I don't fit. Like, I remember my Bart Coleman. Like, I couldn't tell you what Bart Coleman looks like if he was fucking walking down, like, in front of me. I don't know who he is. This guy was the booker and everything. He was meeting with my manager. He's like, I'll never work with blah, blah, blah and Sam Tripoli ever. And I'm like, who are you? Who the fuck is Like, what did I do? I don't even know who you are. You have this vendetta against me. And he never put me on anything he's ever done. And now he's doing nothing. And I'll I'll say to your face, you know, because you fucking were the aides of comedy. That's from Sam, not from Brian Callen. But the, the point is, I got a fucking Kill Bill list, bro. Okay? Yeah, but, but my I, point I've is from that, that and now, people... Like you, I mean, Rogan, Tony Hinchcliffe that I saw. All these people got kind of rejected. And Rogan was doing like fear. Factor, but think about that. When Rogan did Fear Factor, the articles was this dude just killed his career. Yeah, I know. When he was on the UFC, human cockfighting, it was so outlaw. <clears throat> it was all outlaw, dude. You're hundred percent right. It was it was outlaw because people writing about it didn't know anything about it. They were afraid of it. It's always that way, man. It's always the outlaws. You're so right. They create. Social Club, aka Deep Water. It's a good one. I'll laugh at you. I'm not going to play any kid. And, uh, 
Henry Rockfin. He's back on YouTube where he made real money. Where I make my money. Where real money is made then being a YouTuber. I'm wondering how I'm doing that. So. You ended the Steve Burns in the business and then the bean counters come in and i remember at one point i was at the comedy store and like i was still in my party mode then i looked no everybody's working out nobody drinks nobody does drugs i half these motherfuckers would quit breathing if they thought it would get them a fucking development deal i'm like where's all the craziness you, you know what the problem is like when when we talk about conspiracies and stuff is that they're right and well, you're afraid well well so even if they're right so Thank like you, let's just say there's a small group like larry fink who owns who who is the the chairman of BlackRock, who okay. created BlackRock. Am I yelling the whole time? I feel like I'm doing a no, lot of yelling. Never today. change. And <laughs> Larry Fink, Larry Fink is a guy who the Fed went to and said, "We need you've got to be the linchpin between Wall Street and the government. We don't know how to do this, but fucking, we got to buy all this bad debt that these banks like Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers have, and all that. And it was a financial crisis, and Jordan Peterson talks about something really interesting about how there's always the, the one liability of capitalism or markets is that there's a tiny group of people that creates almost all the product, like because they're really good for whatever reason. So there's like very few, there's like like seven or eight composers that produce almost all the music we listen to, and then a couple of stragglers. There's a very famous story mm -hmm. that all that 60s counterculture music, like the studios, they all use the same studio band. Yeah. Yes. Almost yes. on every fucking album was the same studio band. There's a, there's, a, there's a great documentary called Standing in the Shadows of Motown. If you see all the Motown that came out, of, it really came in De Detroit in a basement from like a tiny group of musicians. Yep. I mean, it's fucking phenomenal. Like I heard it through the grapevine. All those songs were written by a small one dude. I mean, it's it's astonishing. He was like this Mozart yeah. guy in Detroit, standing in the shadows of Motown. Yeah. Um, so, so one of the things that Jordan Peterson said is that yeah. it's really hard to deal with that major discrepancy yeah. of having this elite. You've got guys like that. So in Silicon Valley, you had a small group of people who were hyper geniuses, who had crazy energy, who were creating all this stuff, and then there's sort of all this, all the rest of us, and every. Five minutes, so um, 25 to go all night. Every industry is almost like that. Wall Street was definitely like that. You have some people that are so good at the game of capitalism, they're just so good at it, and they dominate. And you get a guy like Larry Fink, he lost a hundred million dollars when he was 31 and got ostracized and kicked out, and he never forgot it. And he literally put all his trauma and all his, all his you know, power into creating Blackstone. He said, that'll never happen to me. Next thing you know, he's managing $8 trillion worth of assets or something crazy. So <clears throat> these people who have this trauma and they never forget it, <clears throat> then they, they become, like everything to them is about revenge or at least set, or like kind of yeah. like proving to themselves that they're not a loser. Yeah. But the problem is, how do you deal with, th th that's the first thing. How do you deal with the fact that you're always gonna have Rogan at the top who's just better at podcasting then everybody he else, really is. He is, and then and then everybody else, and then you have, um, then you have that, and then you have in any marketplace, you just have people that fall through the cracks. You have people that just can't compete. You have people that just 
They just can't do it, man. They're fuck-ups. But you can't let them on the street. You can't let them starve. And that's kind of where the left comes in. That's what Peterson was saying. The left comes in and says, wait, no matter what... Have you ever done a podcast with Rogan, by the way? I was going to do it. I didn't know. Here's the problem. The problem who runs over these podcasts is a faggot. An obvious faggot. Carl is an obvious dick sucker. It was like, I got Kumia on set for two months. Did you ever go at Rogan on all these podcasts? I don't know, they did. Oh my god. Took a lot of sellout, though. Oh my god. By the way, who are these podcasts when I go out of the shoe, apparently? Shuli Shas, I don't on. He gets no views. You get no views, so I'm on him. I think he's a faggot. But, um, looks and sounds and acts like a faggot. Alright. And, but here's the problem with that nigga. And why you know, unless you're coming to shit on here, I don't know if it's out You're going to hear it getting shit on you. No. Come here, you're doing some shit on shit. He had Shuli on. So who are these podcasts when I attack Shuli? They'll never attack that loser fuck. Who's worse than Stuttering John? By the way, stupid. The reason why Stuttering John is bringing you faggots is because he reached out to me at the beginning, remember? And advice, and that's why he's bringing, I don't know how he's bringing you, but he somehow is. But yeah. Think I took my advice. But he took my advice. That was the advice they gave him. For these podcasts, man. How fucking sad is that Patreon?
what you have to have a welfare state you have to have you have to have a safety net for these people you can't just have pure capitalism because then you'll have robber barons and everybody else we right. know how that works so it's this dance that we do well you know here's my issue with what you said and this is it is that it's not pure capitalism it's actually corporate socialism mm -hmm. so what we're seeing all the time is that and we're seeing it in real time right now sure. so when we talk about this social environmental government like policies that someone like fink and blackrock have forced people to show that they'll do if they want to work with blackrock they want blackrock's investment and all that stuff what we're seeing is like this billboard where a drag queen is putting on makeup and nobody knows what they're advertising, right. but they'll take that picture to send it to BlackRock. They're like, we See? love dudes who take their paint their dicks to their legs, right? Yep. To tape it. Yep. So we love that shit. It's like so, showing your vaccine card. I'm, vac vac yep. I'm vaccinated. So the problem comes <clears throat> in is that that, that ends up showing ends up hurting business mm -hmm. and businesses f start to fail but what well, happens doesn't is, help your business hold on right what happens is is mm. that you start working with blackrock right so what happens is every all these companies are are doing what i call anti-business right and what's happening is blackrock is basically controlling the fed and bailing out everybody so you're so like so like mom and pop stores are competing against companies right. that are doing anti-business and, and are, have the are government being bailed and out. have the government to bail them out. When they're making money, they keep it. When they're losing money, the government comes in and bails them out. That's not the case with us. Those those banks and those huge corporations, because they're they're very close with government, because they know all of their names, they can socialize their losses. Yes. Capitalize their gains. Yes, one hundred percent. Huge problem. That's a, that's Bank of America and everybody else. So my problem mm. right now with with what's going on with the homelessness. Listen, I want listen. I always say this. Nobody's come to save you. You gotta save yourself. If sometimes, you know, people are born to a world of shit. You know, I left. I left my parents at eighteen years old, and I've never 
uh, you know, my mom's like, I want to give you some money. I'm like, mom, I don't need it. She'll say, okay, I've never need anybody. I've been self-sufficient since the day one. And may, and my father and my mother instilled a work ethic in me. You know, some people don't get that dude. And they come into the world and the minute they stumble and we all stumble, there's nobody there to put the hand out to grab you, right? So, but they don't want to be there. And I've been in recovery meetings where people have told incredible stories of being down. Like this one person was like, I was eating out of a dumpster and now I'm directing law and order fucking things, wow. right? But it's like, they took the step to save themselves. So the people that want to get off the street, we need to help them. But the people that don't want to get off the street, it you just can't live on the side. Like I had to walk into traffic to walk around this homeless mansion that was, it's literally like a homeless castle. There's a moat around it. I can smell the mash being smoked and I have to work around. That's not right, man. No, it's not. You know? It's not. That, that, that This guy who rehabilitates prisoners, um, he used to work for Todd Phillips and he, uh, he helped produce the hangover and stuff like that. Scott Budnick, great guy. And Scott said, look, at the end of the day, there are people in prison who are going to make it out and do something with their lives no matter what. And then there are people that just aren't. And there's nothing you can do to help those people. It's wiring, bro. It's wiring. It's it. That's why that's my biggest problem also with the woke thing. And when they when they claim racism, you have to also look at what people are doing for themselves. It is not helpful to anyone when you say, oh, you're a victim. And that's the reason but you are where you are. Everybody's a victim to one extent or another. It is about what are you doing? What are your practices and your beliefs? And are your practices and are your beliefs and are your habits helpful and productive in getting you out of your situation and in a better situation or are they not? We know that. No, everybody knows that's common sense, but you can't really say that in, in Wokeville because Wokeville is so so hopelessly ideological and corrupt that if you say that you're quote unquote blaming the victim so it's only about victimhood and it's only oppressor oppressed they they think in the most rudimentary silly way well i think idealism because they live behind ideologue yeah no room for nuance they're behind gated communities at private high schools and colleges it's easy to want to push like idealism because i mean like tax the rich dude look at corporations what's amazon paying taxes they have the they have the accounts to fudge fudge the number so they pay nothing what do you think incredibly rich families are going to do they're going to figure out how to pay nothing which means it falls on the middle class and they're going to pound these motherfuckers into like dude like i'm blessed i'm doing well the amount of money i paid in taxes this year i'm like well, I almost want to fail. I know, dude. I know. It's fucking nuts. They just come and get you. I'm like, Do you have dude, a good why am I doing well? Do you have a good accountant? No, it's called H&R Block. I got to get one now because daddy's crushing it. Dude. But dad, it's hard work, dude, dude. You need a good accountant, Bubba. I need some shady-ass Israeli. You need good accountants. Yeah. Whatever the case you yeah, want. Yeah, I do, dude. But back to kind of what we are talking about last week into this. Don't you see, though, that BlackRock through these programs of going, hey, if you want to work with us, we have to see that you're doing this stuff. Is control though, bro? Uh, yeah. Okay, thank you for coming to Conspiracy Social Club. I actually, it's been a great I episode. Actually we'll do talk because, to you soon. Because Larry Fink, there's no doubt that when some, see, the problem is, again, we get into this, when a company's that 
good when, when a company figures out a way to structure themselves like Larry Fink. See, Larry Fink knows the market. Why? Because when he didn't know the market, he lost $100 million, got ostracized. So a guy like Larry Fink is going to study the market and every nuance better than anybody else you know. And then he's going to go, I never want that to happen to me again. He's Floyd Mayweather. He has defense that nobody else he's does. He's doing the Philly okay? fucking... he, has, he does that. You can't hit him. So he's figured out a way to hedge his bets where he's not going to take a loss. It's a little bit like a casino, right? right. So a casino is never going to... And take the loss, you're always going to lose. You're not beating the casino. They just know how to Vegas take Vegas losing built on winners. That's it. And so when you have a situation like that, you you inevitably become somebody that everybody goes to. They go, I, I, I want to be safe. I want to go over there. I, they charge a much lesser price for me to, to do business with them. So all of a sudden now, now you have one guy and one company that has outsized crazy, crazy amounts of money. Yeah. I mean, and, and of course they're going to have influence because when the government is in trouble, right. they go to the best. They don't know. They go, we don't know how to do this. Who's, who's the guru? Who's the wizard? Larry Fink and about six other maybe people or maybe just Larry Fink who runs point. Right. That is power. That is power. That's power. And, and so... Chat and I hit it off. Hello. 